Welcome to the first episode of 2020 of Miles More Madness 2019. Big middle finger to you. Welcome to 2020. Tim, how you doing? Is it is it good to feel uh, a new year upon us? And, uh, you know, 2019, I, I know for me, at least uh, recently, I couldn't do pick any games correctly in 2019. So I'm hoping 2020 is at least a change in, in that direction. How are you doing? I think I blacked out in 2019. So I, I'm not sure what I just woke up yesterday and it's a, we're ready for a hell of a year in 2020. There you go. There you go. It's like uh, some kind of uh, groundhog day type thing, but the opposite, basically 2019 never happened. I, I don't know what you're talking about. 2019 doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 2020 is here. It should be a uh, interesting rest of the season for college basketball, which is really, I feel like this upcoming weekend is when it it really gets rolling. When um, you know everybody should have their any any college football fans can kind of move on from whatever it is that they do during college football season, and it's basketball's time. And uh, conference play has started in some leagues, but is really you know gearing up in, in, in all the leagues across college basketball. So. It's a fun time, and I, I want to start out here by uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with the the power six leagues. We're gonna pick a champ for each one. So, um, are you ready to to pick your champion for for each uh, league, Tim? How, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year? Well, first of all, we got to stay on task because the first thing that popped in my head when you said we're gonna crown a champ is Danny Green. Google Danny Green, St. Louis Cardinals. The Bears are who we thought they were. You want to crown them the damn champs? Crown them the damn champs. <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to look that one up. I that that was. Uh, I believe that happened. I think when I was in college. Um. So in, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Come on, old man. It's not the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals. Sorry, sorry, but he. I mean, he did a walk off too. He just. Yeah, that was. Yeah. You know. You want to crown them? Crown them. We we used to. Uh, my buddy Thor and. Uh, Ryan Cantrell, uh, my, my roommates, we used to yell that throughout our uh, house. If you want to crown them, crown them. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite all-time ramps. So let's let's crown these uh, chants. I, I, hopefully they are who we thought they were, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get it done. All right, let's start with the, uh, the ACC. Um, we'll we'll uh, go back and forth on who picks first each time. You can You can go first here. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably line, you know, usually we, we don't line up at all, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess we line up on some of these picks. So who, who you got for the ACC? Well, the ACC, like the big tens already two games into it. And, uh-huh. and the teams that are two and oh, of course, Duke, Louisville, Virginia. Uh, and, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, we've got teams playing three games with, with, uh, Boston college is two and one in the league. Uh, I don't think that's going to hold up. <laughs> but when when I look at things uh, and I look at the net and I look at just the predictives and, and all the results stuff, it's hard for me to pick against Virginia with the number one defense in the country. But their offense has not done it for me. I, I'm, yeah. I, I just don't believe they've got – I mean, if they had a top 75 offense in the country, but their offense right now is ranking about 175. I mean, uh, that's, that's – um, that's like Tim Miles threshold type offense. So, you know, when I look at this, I, I it's hard for me to get away. You go Duke, Louisville. Uh, how do you pick against, you know, King Krzyzewski, 
Shashevsky. I'm taking Duke. Tri- trivia time here. Do you know when the last time was Duke won the ACC? Regular season championship? Yeah. I I think it was in 2016. 2010. Whoa! Isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts? Well, odds are in their favor. Oh, it's like throw. It's, it's like a, yeah. hit, a hitter hitting 350, and he's uh, on yeah. an 0 for 23. Uh, you know, a drought slump. They're ready. Yeah, this is their year. I'm, I'm with you. You know, I I don't love any of these teams as far as like that's the one for me. You know, like um, I know I picked Louisville as one of my champs, but man, that that guard play is just a real concern. Um, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think Duke has the most complete team, and that's that's who I've got written down here too. It's like it's it's got it, that that streak has to end at some point. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Blue Devils. So uh, next up, we're gonna go Big Ten. Um, I'll start off here. I'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts on this league since it's probably the one that you I would assume you still pay the most attention to. Um, it's for me, it's Ohio State, and uh, you know I don't feel super 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 confident in it but i i think that's the team that i trust the most in the in that league um you know i like caleb wesson a lot they've got some some good guards um they've got a just the best mix of everything i still think michigan state's going to be a player and that would probably be my um other team i'm considering here but i'm going with ohio state what do you say tim well let's just compare and contrast for one second the acc in the Big Ten, because the, all of their, for the most part, there might be a single game here or there where a team will play out of league. But essentially now you're out of work, you're out of league, competition's over. And if you look at the top 40 in the net rankings, which you're, if you get in the 40s, you're in, you're on the bubble, squarely on the bubble. The 40s are, you know, the, the death part. There's 31 automatic champions. Some of those duplicate. So you understand if you're in the 40s, you're right there on the, on the edge. And you look at right now, uh, the ACC has four teams in the top 40. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten has Indiana at 51. And there are two, four, six, eight, 10, 11 teams in front of them at 51. They have 11 teams in the top 40 compared to four. So picking wow. a conference champion here, you know, good luck. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the fact Michigan State's beat up. Uh, and then you look at the new coaching staffs and you say, okay, well, you know, uh, is Juwan Howard in Michigan? Can they do it? Well, now Isaiah Livers, who is playing like a first-team all-league player, out. Then you go back and you say, well, Ohio State. And then just about the time you trust Ohio State, something bad happens to them. Uh, there's just so much depth in this league. Uh, I think you have to look at the depth of a team, the injury status of a team, uh, the returning people of a team. And I'm going to align with you on this one just only because the two big kids just transferred out of, out of Maryland this weekend, the Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really hurts Maryland's depth. I think that kind of sometimes it galvanizes you and you get better from that. So I've got Maryland as kind of this, you know, here's Ohio State up in front, but it's almost like a struggling horse down the stretch. And, and I feel like Maryland's gaining on them. And, and so because you picked Ohio State and I'm aligned with you, I'm going to pick Maryland. Oh, wow. So you're going to go against it. All right. 
Yeah, I just um, made that up in my own head. <laughs> now, it's it's still hilarious to me to look at the Big Ten standings, and we're just so close to having everybody at one and one. But uh, unfortunately, Northwestern couldn't get it done against Michigan State. But you got Michigan State 2-0 and at the top, Northwestern 0-2 at the bottom, everybody else 1-1. One one. I mean, I, we need to take a picture of this and to, to just remember it. It's pretty pretty nuts that this has uh, gone down this way. Now, to, to your point, um, looking at Ken Palm's conference rankings, uh, I don't want you to go look yet because I, I, I want to quiz you a little bit here. Um, who do you think and, – and obviously, you know, for the folks at home, um, as Ken – told us when, when we interviewed him, you know, his, his numbers still have some preseason influence at this point, even into January. Um, but it's less and less as the, you know, as we get further along. So it's, it's less than it was like a month ago. Who do you think is the number one team or number one conference on uh Kim Palm right now? Do you know? Well, it's gotta be the big 10. It's, it's the big 10. They've got a, uh, comfortable margin and and I can't tell you the last time it was the Big Ten but the Big 12 has been up there number one well um, the wait most of the last six years or so the the smaller okay, leagues have a considerable advantage when it because comes they don't to have as many yeah ultimately yeah. when you are a 15 team league like the SEC or the or the ACC you know they're 15 and 16 the SEC and the ACC 14 team league when you have these large leagues it's inevitable you're going to have some uh, you know, attrition there. You're going to have some things go wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to have maybe some guys even realize like, hey, I'm going to redshirt this kid. Almost not a tank, I'm saying, but like we're playing for next year. Like we, this is too big a lead. I mean, so you could get, well, we're going to redshirt this guy. This guy's been hurt like Jordan Bohannon. We're going to keep him out. I, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. that's what's happening, but when you get these big leagues, there are other decisions. But when you're our the difference between eighth and seventh in the in the ten team leagues could be an NCA spot. You know the difference between you know eighth and and twelfth may feel gigantic in these bigger leagues. So it doesn't surprise me the smaller leagues because I don't think apples are apples and oranges are oranges. I think it's apples to oranges. They're stronger. Uh, they play less games uh, against each other. They're able to load up in the predictives and the performance uh, stuff and load up against more non conference opponents. Uh, so, uh, so I, I understand, uh, how, how that can go where you've got the big East all the time and, and, and the big 12, two teams with only 10 teams each playing 18 league schedules max. Um, uh, and it, it just, but it's not, it's not the same where it compares apples to oranges. So I understand having to rank them, but I also don't necessarily believe, I believe it, it really is an advantage to be a smaller league. I think you, you get a little overinflated. That's fair. Where uh, where do you think the ACC ranks right now? Oh, I bet they're way down there, like third or fourth at least, maybe. Yeah, and the SEC is behind them, I'll bet. Yep, yep. It goes Big Ten, Big 12, Big East, ACC, SEC, Pac-12. Pac-12 is that low? Pac-12 is that low. And I I feel like the Pac-12 is like – Is that a hell of a year? Back this year in a way, in a way, right? Like it's a a better league, but uh, still still pretty low. All right, so um, let's go on to the uh, the Big Twelve, and uh, your your turn to pick f- first year. Yeah. By the way, I just pe- I just peaked, and the Americans right on the Pac 12s heels. It's seven, and then there's yeah. there's nobody yeah. after that. After that, it drops down to way down to um, the A ten and, and 
And the West Coast is even behind the A10. And the Mountain West yeah, has not both, had a great both, both the A10 and, and WCC, they have some some really good teams up top too. So, um, But, you know, when you get into those leagues, the, the middle and, and bottoms just aren't nearly as strong. So, all right, let's uh, let's hear your pick on the uh, on the Big Twelve. Yeah, I just I, I I just think that you know it really comes down. West Virginia is emerging. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to trust anybody after West Virginia. You know, you you give Texas Tep the Chris Beard bump, uh, and Oklahoma the Lon Kruger and Jim Molinari bump. I mean, <laughs> Iowa State just loses at home to. Isn't that nuts? In A&M, A&M. Yeah. yeah. It was their second win of the year. First over in 150 games or something like that. It's just, yeah, I've been part of those. Uh, Texas really hasn't, you know, proven to me to be that team. Uh, so it comes down to Kansas and Baylor with with West Virginia hanging around. And, and when I look at it, I mean, what, he's got 14 in a row. And I know you want to pick them, so I'm going to pick them first. Kansas. <laughs> he he no longer has the the streak going. It ended last year, but uh, yeah, I think a new streak begins. Um, I'm actually putting together today, um, redoing my Big Twelve rankings from the preseason. Um, I think Kansas and Baylor are a clear one two at the top. West Virginia is maybe sneaking up a little bit, but there's that top three, and then like after that, um, I'm gonna have some tough decisions today because I I feel like four through ten is really really difficult to pick in that league but um yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going Kansas but I think Baylor has a, a legit shot and um you know when you look at Kansas I'm gonna write about this some today uh giving up a ton of threes this year um the defensive three-point rate is almost right at 50 percent and um it's actually a beneficial year for for KU to kind of play like that defensively in in this league because it's if you look up and down the league it's not a very good three-point shooting league um, I know three-point shooting is down across college basketball, but in particular in the Big 12, you know, there's just not as good shooting teams as maybe there usually is. So it's actually advantageous for Kansas to to kind of play defense that way. Uh, but the one team that, that could give them some troubles just based on when you look at how they're playing stylistically is Baylor, who's got a lot of guards, got a lot of shooting, um, probably the best shooting team in the league. So um, I do think Baylor's a threat, but but I'm going with Kansas. You know, um, if I right. if I look go, at this, go, go if I look at this, uh, I think Bill Self had a worse 19 than you and I did. Maybe look at all the crap <laughs> he had to put up with in 2019. Yeah. So I think he's as happy. That's another reason to pick him in 2020. Is wow. you know he's got a, a lot of good cause and good reason to to get the heck out of here and, and start looking forward to 2020. And you know this also with this team, um, he's talked about a lot this year he said on on several different occasions and I, I really like this group I really like this group these kids really get along well and I honestly I think it's a um, sort of a reflection on what what last year was like where um, you know there was maybe some contention um, in inside the KU walls and and I don't know that it was a team that got a I don't think there was, you know, huge, huge drama, but I don't know that they gelled as well as some other groups have. And uh, have you had that, Tim, where, where you go from one year where it just seems like, hey, your, your kids are getting along okay, but, like, they're just not super close. And then the next year, maybe a few new guys come in and, and you really, really gel. How, how much does that, like, matter? Because, um, you know, everybody focuses on talent 
and um, those kinds of things. But how, how much does like that um, chemistry matter? Do you think? And and have you seen that maybe when you watch Kansas this year? Well, it means everything, and there's no doubt. And and you can hear it in Coach Self's voice. You can see it in their play. Um, that confidence that that they glean off each other. First of all, if they like each other, they trust each other. And there's no, you know, uh, I heard a saying one time, your ego is not your amigo. And it, what happens oftentimes are there's some petty jealousies. You know, oh, this guy's getting all the hype. I'm not getting enough hype. And, and, the, and then you get young guys with a lot of different people in their ear. When I say that, I don't mean, could be parents, could be AU coach, could be social media, could be girlfriend. You know, a lot of things have to line up for that kid's maturity. Uh, to be able to handle a, a role where there are other stars. And and I think Kansas has really uh, got a, a better team. Uh, not that there was anything, but Doak got hurt, you know, last year again, and that really hurt him. And and so it's all those things that go in with it. And when things are healthy, when you're healthy, and, and they've been better this year, but you're usually in a better situation. And without question, team chemistry can – if you look at the difference between team chemistry and no team chemistry, I think it adds up to three or four wins as opposed to three or four losses. So if you win 26, maybe you only win 22. If you win 18, you know, maybe you only win 14 uh, when those things are good and bad for you. I really think it's a, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge uh, bottom line type of thing, and it's hard to discover. It's hard to find, hard to keep because you see everybody trying to find different ways to do it. They bring in the Navy SEALs to make them tougher. They, they do this. They do that. They do the other thing. Um, you know, they're always trying to bring in different speakers and, and ways to educate their guys, and nobody's got the magic formula. And if they did, they'd just write a book, make a billion dollars, and get out of the business. But uh, nobody's got it, and that's what—that's why every year it's a little bit different. If you've ever heard Mike Shashevsky say, you know, every team is different. Just because we won whatever last year, you know, we've got to re-figure out what kind of team and who we are. And I think that's important. And no, without question, I think it's a huge thing. And so for Kansas, good stuff. All right, the uh, the SEC here. We've got um, I think the contenders: Kentucky, Auburn, Florida. Probably even Arkansas, based off what what Arkansas has done so far. Um, I'd maybe even throw LSU in there as a possible contender based on just talent. And I think maybe starting to to figure some things out here late in the the non conference. So um, I'm going with Auburn. It's to me, it's the best mix of um, perimeter inside talent. Um, you know they're going to guard. You know they're going to play really hard. Um, they've got, you know, you, you like the experience. You've got a senior backcourt in Javon McCormick and Samir Doty, two, two guys who, you know, experienced the, the run last year. Um, Isaac O'Curl is a, a stud freshman. Um, really, really like what he can do in terms of, you know, defensively and versatility. Um, and then Austin Wiley, I think, has taken a step this year. Um, looks, looks to be in, like, better shape, just moving better. Um, so I, I, I think I'm, I'm going with uh, Auburn. Who, who you got, Timmy? I think uh, Arkansas, you know, has been interesting. That, that win at Indiana was really important for them. Uh, it was a non-league win that, that you know, in a tough environment. Uh, and, and Eric Musselman's done a tremendous job. Clay Mosier's assistant was in the NBA for a long time. Eric was there. Those guys are really bright guys, and they do an excellent job. I don't think they're going to win the league, but I think they're in the NCAA. 
I think LSU, uh, they don't want to be on the bubble. I don't know, you know, benefit of the doubt may not be their best friend. Uh, and so now their only other team besides Auburn, Arkansas, LSU is Kentucky at 40 in the net. Then it jumps to 50 and 53. So they've got work to do in that league to be more than a four-bid league, three-bid league. I'm sure there'll be four because I think Kentucky is going to be a co-champ with Auburn. I think they tie for the cha- regular season championship. Uh on, on Arkansas, real quick, one crazy thing about the Razorbacks this year, what they're doing. Um, do, do you know who – how tall do you think their tallest starter is? Well, I watched the game the other night, so he's 6'6". Six, six. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The six, six, and the tallest dude they're playing, they're playing like a 6'8 guy off the bench. But other than that, it's just a bunch of 6'6". Six, six, six I wouldn't have done. Dudes run, running around in, in an uh, SEC game. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's pretty nuts. But, man – uh, Musselman's done a done a nice job there. They're they're off to a uh, a good start. So, um, all right, I, I like the uh, the tie pick. That's that's nice. All right, let's go uh, Pac twelve. Um, you're up first. The Pac twelve. I wish they played a better time zone for their sake. I really think that that people just out in the east go to bed and don't watch them. Stanford's been better. I thought their effort was a little bit disappointing against. Uh, Against uh, KU, exactly. Uh, Colorado is solid. There's no doubt about it. Need good three-point shooting. Need great three-point shooting. Utah's kind of been an EKG. Arizona State, just not, just not, I'm not buying. Um, I'm, I'm, so now it comes down to Oregon, Arizona. And I just think Oregon's too good. Uh, I think Dane Altman, Kevin McKenna do a tremendous job. Tony Stubblefield. Uh uh, I think da- who's Donnie Daniels there now too? Uh, no, he's at uh, Utah. So yeah, they, they. I think it's Oregon all the way. I'm with you, Washington. I don't know if you you said Washington. I think that's another. I did not. Maybe possible contender. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think um, experience in the long run, like in a in the in a conference season when you it's it's a grind, right? I think experience matters. Um, I really like Arizona's talent, um, but I think Oregon over, you know, a couple months is just going to end up with the, with the better record. Um, and you know, Peyton Pritchard, senior point guard has been through the wars. Um, so I'm, I'm with you there. I like, I like Oregon. CJ. Um, Yeah. You know, I, and one thing I think you have to look at is when we looked at Ken Palm, remember that's a predictive, that's, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is a performance base, how we think they're going to operate. And, and the Pac-12's numbers are clearly better when you add the RPI and the strength of record, which are results-only based. So if you don't play as well as, they, as the predictive measures think you can, but you still win, you kind of get docked for that. So let's say you're supposed to beat Portland State and you're Washington, and you were predicted beat them by 17, but you only beat them by 7. You kind of you, you get docked for that, right? Whereas in the strength of record and the RPI, which are part of the net ranking, um, you're not docked for that. You won the game regardless. So when you look at this and you look at the net rankings, Oregon or or the Pac-12, for instance, has got four teams in the top 27. Mm -hmm. And then Washington at 41, that's better than – that's five teams. And that 41 is better than the fourth team in the SEC. So they're not that bad. That could, that's a multi-bid league. That's a four-team, five-team league. 
uh, are going to go. And we've seen other times when they've been a one-bid league or a two-bid league. And it's not going to be that way this year in the Pac-12. Even though they are ranked low in the in the performance stuff like Ken Palm, they're going to yeah. be a multi-bid league. Yeah, the, the bottom of that league is not as, as good as some of the other bottoms. And, you know, that, that has so much influence. And um, I'm with you. I think, you know, last year the Pac-12 gets in three teams – um, Washington is a nine seed that was the champ, you know, the, the highest seed there. Um, I, I think they get in, I, I would say today, I, I, I bet at least five and maybe even six. Like I think Oregon, Arizona, Colorado, Washington, Stanford, I think all five of those teams end up in the tournament. And then I think Utah, um, maybe has a chance based on, um, you know, getting that Kentucky win is, is huge. Um, got a couple, you know, not great losses, but also have a BYU win and a Minnesota win. So um, I think Utah has put itself in position to at least be in the conversation. So, yeah, it's it's even though, like you said, we when we look at maybe just the conference-wide numbers, um, the Pac-12 is not as high as these other leagues, but it's definitely a, a bounce-back year for the Pac-12 because they've got, like, legit good teams at the top where last year was just kind of like the, the top was what you would, you, you would usually expect to be kind of middling – um, you know, three, four type teams. So um, good, good, good year for the Pac-12. I think you'll see in the tournament some of those teams go on deep runs. Um, let's finish this off with the Big East. Uh, I think I'm up first. I'm going to go Jay Wright. Can't bet against him. Villanova. I like Butler a lot. I think Butler's a contender. I think Seton Hall's got a chance. I think uh, Creighton's even, um, you know, looking looking to be – one of those teams that might we, we should maybe start talking about as as, as part of their, their frisky you know that offensively they're always awesome um starting to play really 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 well but uh i'm i'm gonna say that jay wright figures it out as he usually does um i like the talent of that team i think they're gonna keep getting better as they go, as the year goes along so i'm going nova yeah you can talk about that team up to the north all you want i'll listen uh i, I agree with you on villanova and and butler uh, I'm going to pick Butler just because, just because I, I just, again, the same thing as, <laughs> as Kansas doing it over and over, eventually <clears throat> things come to a head and I've just been very impressed. I watched the Butler St. John's game the other night. Of course I do for Fox sports one. I do a lot of broadcasting for the big mm-hmm. East and just very impressed on this comeback win. Uh, well, where they held off. They got a big lead, then held off St. John's, lost the lead, then came back and won on the road, made all the right plays, tough, gritty road win, and uh, very impressed with Butler. Very impressed. So I'm picking Butler. And you got to like that experience. Like I talked about earlier, experience always helps, and Butler's got a lot of it. You made great uh, points. You made great points. There's no doubt about it. I want to give you credit. And this would be a time for me to say, folks, if you want to read more great points about C.J. Moore, subscribe to The Athletic. It's 20% (laughs) off in 2020. Hey, and and here's even something better, Tim. If you you go to theathletic.com slash miles more, you can get 40% off. Wow. yeah, you can't afford not to. Good? You can't afford not can't to. Afford, can't afford not to. All right, let's uh, let's do something for our for our listeners here. Let's let's answer some mailbag questions. Got three pretty funny questions for you. Yeah, Tim. basically this uh, is uh, pull the rug out under Coach Miles, right? This is the <laughs> let, 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 here's the practical joke on Coach Miles. So co- go ahead, yeah. bring him on, bring him on. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure I understand some of these practical jokes, but I'm I'm sure you will. 
once once you hear the questions. And I, you know, since Tim doesn't look at his uh, mentions, I doubt he's seen any of these. So um, Al, ba- the first question is coming from Al Baker. He's at Big Red Bakes eighty eight, and he says, "Who would be the starting five for the all Tim Miles team? Players coached by Tim Miles." Wow, wow. So you can go, you can go back as far back as you want to go here. So I'm just going to start naming guys. Aaron Thompson at Mayville. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not putting him in yet. Okay. Was tough. Aaron Fern was a good forward. Pete Hansen was a good center, but I'm Aaron is an assistant at Charlotte now. <clears throat> and that's Mayville. Oh boy. The Coonan brothers, Jacob fall. All time leading score at Southwest state. Scott Coonan was a Division II All-American, could have played Division I in a lot of places. Chad Coonan turned down an offer from Minnesota. He was good. He was big. Looked like an Adonis. Chicks loved him. Um, North Dakota State. Denver Tenbrook was good. Um, uh, ben Nemers could shoot, but then you got to go with Woodside as a point guard. Got 39 in the NCAA against Kansas. Oh, he's got to be on there. He's Winkleman, be on there. all-time leader in – Scoring, rebounding. Andre Smith, double-double machine. I had him for two years. I just killed high majors. Like, just ridiculous. <clears throat> I love that I can hear your, your like, number two pencil right here. Yeah, I'm, I'm scripting it down. Can you hear that? I got a good mic. Uh, now I'm going to skip to, to um, oh, man, to CSU. Colorado State. Yeah, Dorian Green. Dorian re- Green. Uh, uh, Pierce Hornock, oh boy, um, I'm, I'm flipping my sheet here. Uh, Pierce was a rebounding machine. It, it, Pierce Hornock set the Mountain West record in. Uh, I've I've told this story before. Mountain West record for freshman rebounds in a game. He got 20 on like a Sunday afternoon against uh, a double overtime game against San Francisco. 20 rebounds for a freshman. I mean, just rebounded me, everything. He was a freshman. Let me, let- Go ahead. He was a freshman the same year as San Diego State's Kawhi Leonard was a freshman. Wow. So Pierce held the record on Sunday, Monday, and on Tuesday, Kawhi played somebody <laughs> and got 24 rebounds <laughs> as a freshman and broke the record and never looked back. I'm looking at his Ken Palm page. His, the last year you coached him, he goes he goes second in the country on um, offensive rebounding percentage. And he shoots 69.7% from two with an 125.7 offensive rate. How, how about that? Like, I, I've, and, he, and he only played 54.7% of the available minutes, which because he Because he fouled like a games. maniac. I'm going to post he today. Played, and I'm he only a, played 26 games. So, so yeah. let's see. Fouls committed 4.5 yeah. per 40. <laughs> You hey Will Bell right above him here. He he fouled a foul four point seven per forty and Dwight Smith six point two per forty. So you know layoff Pierce here. There were some other guys who fouled more than he did on that roster. Well, all of these guys are like six five, and we were playing them at the yeah. four and five. And so if you came <laughs> your in, fault. you're you're getting your neck taken off. I got one a picture of we're playing Kansas at uh, in the uh, Sprint Center, and Pierce mm-hmm. Horning, literally one of the uh, Morris brothers like almost takes his head off and Pierce comes and says, I don't know how he calls that a foul. I hardly touched him. And the next day in the front page of the Kansas city star is this just brutal felony, felony, felony attack by Pierce on this guy. 
And I said, Pierce hardly touched him. He goes, yeah, I got him pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, college kids don't always All tell right. the truth when it comes to officiating. But so Colton Iverson, uh, Wes Eichmeyer. Oh, my gosh. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not even at Nebraska. You can't Nick five. Oh, jeez. You, come listen, on, you listen. can list five. No, we are gonna we're gonna Maybe save I need this. To do qu- this for you. We're s- saving this question. We'll come back to it next podcast. Just okay. too much. Okay. Fair I'm not enough. even in Nebraska. Too much. <laughs> All right. What is the from? This is from Joe Kittle. Joe Kittel. Joe Kittel was my manager at uh, at North Dakota State. Head coach at University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. His son named Miles. Great kid. All right, my apologies, Joe, for I'm terrible at pronouncing names. We've established that. All right, what is the maddest Coach Miles has ever been in a staff three-on-three game? Well, uh, uh, everybody was whining about fouls, right? We're playing three-on-three, and and I said, if one more guy says one more blankety-blank word, I'm going to fire every one of you assholes. Shut the blank up, and let's play basketball. And, uh, yeah, just threatened to fire everybody. And, uh, and I was honest. And, you know, because everybody's just being little bitches. And, uh, and Joe was part of that. And we got it done. We had a good game. Saul Phillips, Dave Richmond. Uh, I don't know if Jaden Olson. No, Jaden Olson wasn't with us. Jason Kemp was. Uh, these are all guys that are Division One coaches all over the place, uh, Division mm-hmm. Two coaches. And we got it done. We figured it out. And we had a good, but Joe was right. I had to threaten to fire everybody to get this thing done. <laughs> All right. The last one is from everybody's favorite Twitter follow. If you're not following him already, you probably should be because it's tweeting Greg Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, I have a question for the question back. Ask coach just how impressed he was that coach Mike Lewis could put together a wildlife puzzle in less than an hour. He loves wildlife puzzles. <laughs> is this actually an accurate <laughs> statement? What's going on here, Tim? Uh, well, <laughs> the fact that Mike <laughs> Lewis could complete a puzzle. I mean, the guy could not get into the Kelly School of Business at the University of Indiana. And, and I've had two consecutive driver, Uber drivers be Kelly School graduates. Um, and so when you look at this, uh, I think that it's a great achievement for Mike. I think Mike is having my 2020, his 2020 was my 2019. UCLA, as he's an assistant coach for Mick Cronin, he is having a heck of a time. They are not good right now. Hopefully they can get it turned around. But Mike is not what I would call a, a, a puzzle connoisseur. But Tweet and Greg Eaton, however, could put together a like an ocean with like just one seagull out in the ocean. That's how good Tweet and Greg Eaton is at, at, at outdoor puzzles. <laughs> Oh man! Thank, thank goodness for tweeting Greg Eaton. But hey, at least uh, at least Mike gets to see the ocean most days, and we, we we don't get that here. So he, you know, can't be all bad for him. Well, the occasional ash on the top of his roof in his house from the forest fires, and that's not funny, but it's true. Uh, but yeah. but usually he has a glorious drive-in. Lives in Calabasas. You know who else lives really? there? I do not. Please tell me. The chicks, the girls, the Kardashians. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know who the chicks, the girls are. Okay. <laughs> good, good for, uh, good for Mike. Uh, has he spotted them yet? Well, that's what I said. Go down to the coffee shop, say hi. Like I, I you know, I, we watch their shows sometimes cause I got time on my hands uh-huh. and you know, I mean, Calabasas is like 23,000. How many Starbucks are there? 
Oh, yeah. He's going to run into him at some point. You think. You I think I'm going to go out and spend think. a week out there and just stake it out. <laughs> you should for sure. All right. Uh, that's that's it for the questions. Let's uh, let's pick some games real quick and get out of here. Uh, got six games. Um, we could go over the standings. I'm guessing. No, no, no. Standings. Standings, to. please. Standings. I'm sure you probably want to because it was a good weekend for Coach Miles. Went four and two against the spread, four and two picking games overall. I continue to be mediocre, three and three, three and three. I am now 11 and 12 against the spread or against the Ken since we use Ken Palm spreads. I like it. I like it. Thir- 13 and 13 overall. And Tim. How does it feel to be above 500? You are now 12 and 11 against this against the Ken, 14 and 12, and picking games, just picking winners. It's yeah, pretty pathetic. Think, we are and, both right at like 500 for picking winners. But yeah, and there you I go. think I started out like one and four, or two and four, or something like that. You know, I mean, I've, I'm 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 on a hot streak. You are on a hot streak. You have whizzed past me. So. Um, let's, uh, let's get to these games. I've got my picks here. Let me pull it up. All right. Start off with Iowa at Penn state, Penn state, one point favorite. We'll, uh, we'll go back and forth again. Who you got? Start, start us off. Pat chambers, Penn state. I'm with you. Penn state at home. They've got an equalizer for Luca Garza, who's really good, but Mike Watkins can play him one-on-one. He's got some bench guys that can go in there and play. He's got good guards. They can shoot it in in uh, Curtis and Myron Jones. Uh, he he's got enough guys. He's just got enough guys. Pat Pat James is going to be a player in the Big Ten. And I want to say this stat before uh, we can't say it anymore. Uh, only one Big Ten team has. There's only one Big Ten road win through. Well, what what is it? How many Big Ten teams are there? Or games have there been so through far? Ten there's games. Two for each ten team. games. Well, nine games. Well, yeah. Two, ten games. Two, well, each each team's played two, exactly. So, gotcha. Yeah, whatever. Twenty games. We're not good at math, but uh, yeah, there's there's been twenty eight games. Win, so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> home team. Let's go with the home team. But before we give ourselves headaches, all right. Villanova at Marquette. Marquette a two point favorite. Just picked Nova to win the league. Got to got to be able to go into Marquette get that win if you're going to win the league. So, uh, I'm I'm going Nova. Any anytime Marquette's like played a team that can really really defend this year, I feel like they lose. So. Let's let's uh, Nova cover or Nova wins obviously covers since they're a dog. Yeah, yeah. that's a road cover. Uh, and th- I have the line you sent me last night was three, the Ken number. The yeah, Ken, yeah. What sorry, do we call it? Moved. The Ken line. I, yeah, yeah. Since Marquette got smacked around by Creighton last night, the Ken line moved to two. Yeah, so I was not impressed last night with Marquette, and I am picking Villanova to cover and win. All right, so we are uh, we are lined up so far. Um, it, I have a feeling we're going to be different on this next one. It's San Diego State at Utah State. Utah State is a one point favorite. Um, every time I've picked against your boy, I get I get screwed. But uh, I'm picking against your boy. I'm going San Diego State. Well, if you watch them get smacked at UC or at UNLV last night by Demarlo Slocum and TJ and the boys. Who else was in there? Tim, uh, who's who's the other assistant? Uh, Tim Buckley uh, was at Indiana for a long time. Very strong staff for UNLV. Really did a great mm-hmm. job last night against Utah State. Utah State did not look great. But I, I'm all about bounce backs. I'm completely using the opposite logic against or for 
Utah State that I used against Marquette because that's what I can do as a radio per podcast personality. I can use whatever logic I want, and I'm using right. it that Utah State's going to win and cover, and the big winning streak, there's only Auburn left after Saturday because San Diego State goes down like Frazier. <laughs> and let's uh, let's adjust this line. I have not adjusted it yet, but San Diego State's now a one-point favorite, so you've got that one point there. Don't need it. To help you out. <laughs> uh, when, when, when's, when, when is uh, Craig going to get his big kid back? I don't know. I, I, I might. Never gonna... I don't know. Yeah, I, that worries me. Uh, but yeah, they still they it's, play it's, great at home. That's a re- raucous environment. It just sucks that he's he hasn't been able to play much this year. So uh, hope, hopefully he returns and like returns like he can play at some point this year because that team's a lot more fun if if they got the the big kid. And you know I'm not saying his name on purpose just because uh, I'm terrible. Kada. Should I give it a Should I give Kata. it a shot? Kada. Kada. Well, I know I knew I knew it was a Kada, but is it Nemus? Yes, Nemus. Ah, it's not it's right. not difficult. Right. Yeah. It's not difficult. All right. Um, okay. Florida State at Louisville. Um, cards are an eight-point favorite at home. Who we got? got is it my turn or is it your turn? Louisville to win. Turn. Louisville to win. Louisville to win. Not cover. No cover. Gee, Leonard Hamilton goes much. in there. L- Leonard Hamilton goes in there and just snuggles up to that bottom line. <laughs> We're, uh, this is This is scary because we're lining up too much. So basically, um, remember the term fade, Tim? Everybody should probably be fading us today. I'm, uh, I'm saying Florida State covers, Louisville wins. All right, West Virginia at Kansas. Um, I, am, I think West Virginia, they can really, really slop it up. Um, Kansas struggles with turnovers. You never want to struggle with turnovers against West Virginia. But I will say West Virginia is not gambling quite as much this year not pressing as much i wrote about this to um i'm writing about this currently as in my big 12 predictions will which will be out tomorrow How could I um, west virginia sec- second in the country in effective field goal percentage defense which is a kind of a different thing for the mountaineers they're usually a little lower in that because they gamble so much um they man they're playing their asses off for hugs um this group can really defend can really you know kind of slap it up that's what they did against ohio state um, I think that they keep this one at least close enough to cover, but KU wins. I mean, never bet against KU at Allen. So KU wins at Allen, but West Virginia covers. That's a lot of points, nine points. Well, I mean, if so we only don't line up on one game. So just no, for the, for the good of – We only of, don't line up on one game. I yeah, think, we don't so line far. up on one game, right? Yeah. So just for the good of, of order – and to give you a chance to hang around, I'm going to pick West Virginia to win the game, wow. which of course then they would uh, Kansas would not cover. Yes. Wow. Okay. You're going to say West Virginia? Go- and they've been close. I've I've seen some pretty crazy. Uh, a few years ago, West Virginia was up something like 16 points with like maybe like two or three minutes left, and KU came back and won it in overtime. That was one of the craziest games I've ever covered. So uh, they've they've been close before. We'll see. All right. Michigan at Michigan State. Sparty is a six-point favorite. Sparty, all day. They cover. They win. I just, without Isaiah Livers, I just don't feel great. And I don't think, Isaiah Livers will be back. I just don't see him be back in, in the next week or so. Uh, I think that's going to be a multi-week injury. 
Uh, I think Izzo with time and practice it is worth time loves to practice. Yeah. <laughs> it is worth noting Cassius Winston missed the last game, but I think he will probably be back for this one. Um, I think does Michigan State play tonight? Night to I want to say Michigan State plays tonight. Against, There's two games uh, tonight, right? Yeah, Michigan State's got Illinois tonight, so I bet he returns tonight. But um, it, it is worth noting he missed the last game with I think a bone bruise. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you again. Sparty covers, Sparty wins. Well, they uh, could hold him yeah. out. They they could hold him out because they got such a big cushion in that league. You know, they're the only undefeated <laughs> team in the league in conference games. They could. I think he plays tonight. It plays on. He definitely plays on Sunday. Like you'd probably have to chop his leg off for him not to play against Michigan, right? I'd say. So, what was your bet exactly? What was my bet? Yes. On, uh, yeah, I, I quit listening a long about. time ago. Did you take Michigan or Michigan uh, State? Oh, sorry, I took Sparty. Sparty to cover, Sparty to win. Yeah, because you were just going on and on. I started thinking about a lot of other things. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I've also uh, I picked that game in my picks today for the. I have I have the picks column out today. Illinois, Michigan State. I can't even remember who I picked there because because I got so much stuff going on in my head. But uh, I think it's a good time to uh, to wrap it up, Tim, and to write, remind everyone to rate, review, and subscribe. And also uh, another reminder for folks. You know, it's sad to see the passing of late NBA commissioner David's you know former NBA commissioner David Stern. Um, be sure to check out our NBA team's coverage of that. Um, a lot of good stories up on on. David Stern and the latest episode of no dunks um, that you you can get their thoughts on Stern's legacy. So Tim, this has been fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully since we line up, I can finally, you know, get some games right and and maybe our records will both look a little more respectable next week. What do you think? Well, I'm coming on strong. If you take out the first week, I'm a killer at this. Like I'm actually being able to pay rent in Vegas. You uh you were just barely winning by now, and uh, maybe maybe in a week here you'll be killing it. So uh, I, I hope so because I, I need 2020 needs to be the year I actually look like I know what I'm talking about. All right, appreciate everybody for listening. Let's get out of here. Stay efficient, America. Thanks for putting up with CJ.